You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. Using the Dick and Skippy in the mornings, IRLoneStar.com, broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy, or you can listen on our app at Lone Star Internet Radio or Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome to today's show. It is the 28th. It's Wednesday of August, so it's going to be an interesting day here in Montgomery, Montgomery County and in Conroe. We have a special guest today. We're, uh, there's a fundraiser going on these times. It's uh, going to be the Tower or, uh, Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They're having a golf tournament over in the fancy Bentwater area where you have to have a, a certain card to get in, I hear. Uh, that's, is, that, is that what it is? You have to have a certain card, Sean? Yes. Or you can't have any priors. Is this one of those stars on way, ID kind of things? So. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to – I'm just kidding with you folks. I don't think, I don't think they – I know it's gated. Well, yeah, it's a gated community, but the Woodlands area is chock full of them, and that's why it's there. You know, you got um, um, Sterling Ridge. Yeah. In fact, there are certain magazines called Behind the Gates, and it's for these little little villages. So there you okay. go. Okay, well, we're going to have them in around 10 o'clock, that's so, so cool. we'll learn we'll learn more about that golf have tournament you, or go- golf fundraiser. Have, I, have you seen it? It's beautiful, and it's not I all golf there. Huh? I've been there. You, you say you golf there? Yeah. Do you golf? I, I, I used to a whole lot. Okay, how long and have we been doing this together, it. my friend? A year and a half it, now? So. I was about to say, I didn't know you golf. Well, my, I know you no, my dad, golfed. my parents had a place out there. Okay. But then, like, he doesn't golf, so he's like, why am I here? Because I was like, that's what we learned from being in Bitwater was that was the only benefit. He's like, I don't golf. You golf, you can go golfing. And I was like, okay. But then I realized I really don't want to go golfing all the time for the amount of money they're paying to just right. be there. Do you know why they call it golf? Because it's like it's Scottish, right? So it's not really golf, is it? Yeah. Well, they call it golf. It's golf. Damn it! Was already taken. So that's a bad joke. Thank you, Patrick. Speaking of jokes, I watched. <laughs> uh, I watched, and you should definitely check this out. I highly recommend it to you, Sean. Immediately watch it. Is Dave Chappelle's new stand-up on Netflix? Okay. Now I had a he friend has... post this morning saying she saw him live a few years ago, and he was funny. But she watched the Netflix thing and had to turn it off. She said it just was no good. So tell me why I should it's watch very, it. It's very – he pushes the boundaries of what is culturally accepted. He's being irreverent. Oh, he? it's hilarious. He has this whole joke about LGBTQ. Okay. About them all being in the same van. And they're like, they're the letters, like the letter van. Uh-huh. And like how they own 20% of the alphabet and like how they won't share it with me. Like there was, so it's fearless comedy. It's fearless. I mean, and they even makes uh, jokes about Macaulay Culkin and pedophiles and like Michael Jackson, and then uh, uh, it, it really is like okay. I, I really enjoyed it because he does this great humor where he puts it in your face where it's like stop being an idiot because mm-hmm. he's like because like I'll, I'll give you a little uh, funny moment. 
he's like, he had, it's at the very beginning, so I'm not really ruining it for people. His bit is talking about uh, cancel culture. And he makes, he's like, I'm going to do an impression. And he's making this impression like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna take you down 20 years from now if you're still doing bad things. If you did something bad 10 years ago, I'm going to take you down. Who is that? Who is that? And everyone's like, it's Donald Trump. It's Trump. And he's like, it's you. <laughs> and then he went to like open the whole bit with that later. And I was like, man, I really like this. This is good stuff because people need to hear how ridiculous he talks about. He talks about a lot of good stuff. Check it out. It's on Netflix. It's out. I, the, and I can I totally see why will. people who are very sensitive to things being like, oh, this is unacceptable. Oh, I can't believe he's making fun of, you know. Well, with me, again, whether it's comedy that I agree with or not, or even the subjects of the comedy that I agree with or not, is irrelevant to the the uh, level of the comedy. You know, you, I've said many a time I hate lazy writing and yeah. lazy comedy and holding up a severed head of the president. To me, it's not comedy. It's not even satire. It's just I, I don't know what it was. It's performance art. But I'd rather have someone like Dave Chappelle or anyone else rip on – this president, the last president, the future president, I don't care, but with incisiveness, with rapier-like ways. Well, there's a lot of, I mean, it was what's hilarious is he's a character, the president is. So there's so many opportunities to write good comedy about just his character. Bingo, that's what I'm saying. So let's not be lazy. So I, I'll, Especially I'm, with this nuke thing. I'm like, encouraged. That, that, I mean, I, I, nude I mean, thing? No, the nuke thing. Oh, nuke I, I would thing. write, uh, that, that if I was Saturday Night Live, I would have great jokes about that. But and then again, it's like, we don't want to take a funny angle on it. We want to make him look like an idiot every and every angle when you're writing comedy about him. If the president actually suggested nuking hurricanes, you, you know, like lobbying a nuclear missile into a hurricane in an attempt to dissipate it, then that's worth a lot of well, this satire. Is what got, this is kind of uh, going off topic, but, you know, after that one hit the news, and you kind of like, man, do you really say no, this that? Came from, remember, this came from Axios with not a single well, named well, source. I, I watched what he said, and he said it in like his normal press conference choking kind of way. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, I was like, is this because everybody has this mindset of what the president is, and literally every word that comes out of their mouth has to be presidential, every single word. So when you're gathered on the Rose Garden, whatever he says has to be taken in a certain light. Like, it has to be like, this is the president speaking. Everyone has to shut up. And, they, like, whatever he says, this is what he's doing. But, like, he seems to me, and after this is after listening, because every time someone says anything about him, I have to make sure this is what really happened. Mm -hmm. Like, my favorite one was about the, the, the good people on both sides comment where everyone thought he was saying Nazis and white supremacists are good people. And I was like, man, I can't believe he would really say that. Then I looked at it, I, read, I heard it, and I was like, no, he didn't say it at all. So it got me thinking, and I was like, do you think these people really still hold that standard after he got elected? Because after he got elected, I'd be like, oh, it's Donald Trump, great. Like, this should be entertaining. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be like, he's, he's really serious about nuking hurricanes. Now, this may sound surprising to some of the listeners, I do hold the president to a higher do. verbal you standard. Can't drink beer, I know that. You hate that. The the, the beer summit. The... I mean, he probably likes a black James Bond. You can't have that. <laughs> no, we. I'm we, just kidding with you. <laughs> well, I, that's why I love how in the new Bond movie they're going to have a. They said we're going to have a new 007. People are like ah, black female James Bond. It's like no. Listen carefully to how they phrased it. There's going to be no a 007. No Again, no one cares how you phrase but, things. I do hold the president uh, accountable to a high. I do think that for the most part, 90% of the time, what the president says 
needs to be taken with gravitas. You have the full weight and force of the literally most powerful man in the world behind it. I uh, think back to Ronald Reagan thinking a mic was not live, saying uh, to, to Gorbachev, ah, the missiles are coming. Ha, you know, it was a joke. We were, DEFCON level never went up, but it was like, oh, see, that shows a doddering old president in the grips of Alzheimer's trying to take us to nuclear Armageddon. But it was a stupid move. You know, treat every microphone as if it's live. And Lord knows we do that enough here in the studio, let alone me at a presidential level. So to crack a joke or be, golly, I'd really like to kill that guy, or I'd like to just, you know, throw everybody south of the border and start from scratch. You got to be, when you're president, you got to be careful what you say. Just like in the judicial world, as a judge, you can't be on the bench and say, I hope you rot in hell. <clears throat> to a to a defendant that's a mistrial right there so you there is a higher standard but on the other hand come on they're human well it, what made me kind of hit my head with this with this response from our president is like you should know this crap by now bro like they're gonna take everything i mean like especially how much he complains about but it. he's honey badger he don't care yeah he does he keeps talking about it but no that's the thing it, it, because at that point he is narcissistic I, I of believe, course he I, is i can't believe he's just not shocked it's like oh can you believe this fake news? I'm like, no, I can because they've been doing it since day one, man. So uh, why are you continuously pointing it out when... It cannot be denied that the current president is a narcissist. So was the last president. You know, when the president says, I have a phone and a pen, I'm going to use them. If you want to change the law, win a few elections. I mean, that shows narcissism as well. So narcissism is... School rules, bro. What? School yard yeah, rules. <clears throat> well, again, for a president... It's like the old doctor with a bedside manner thing. My mom won't go to certain doctors because she doesn't like their bedside manner. Yeah. Bedside manner is irrelevant to me. If the doctor is good and that good that he doesn't need a good bedside manner. Are you manner, supposed to tip doctors? Like, uh, say, say my proctologist, you betcha. Well, that's what I'm saying. I always wondered that because especially like the nurse practitioners and everything, like say everything was like above and beyond care. Because I, I had this discussion with Holly about when in, in the United States society is it expected to tip? Because in certain industries, it's like everyone knows the norm. Oh, they only get paid two eighteen an hour, so they got to get tipped. They mm-hmm. got to get tipped. And then I was thinking, well, what about the other service industries? Like, think about those dudes who are underneath my car and just getting, like, having, like, in this heat, dealing with this crap. And then it's like, do you tip them? Like, you know, when you go to Jiffy I'm a fan Lube, of the optional tipping. If I get good service from a guy on a hot day who's underneath my car, then, yeah, I'll, so I'll you have sympathy for people. You sympathy tip. Absolutely. Now, remember, tip actually stands for to ensure promptness, and it was made for the Ooh, I didn't know food that. Service, we learned that one. Food service industry because they do. I Back in the day in the 80s, I worked at Bennigan's. I made 205 an hour. Well, because, like, what's interesting So you had to, mean, to have tips just to so get like, up the minimum wage. Do you wage. tip your hairdresser? I do. So... But see, I also go, first off, I get my hair cut twice a year, maybe maybe thrice. And I always do the, the coupon day where, where you get like three or four bucks off. So I Well, I guess that's because you go, you go to those corporate cutters people. You don't do like, you don't have a hairdresser. No. Uh, back you don't, you in don't the 90s, for, for like 12 years only, I would only let one woman cut my hair. And she happened to be at a, at a TGF. And then you got betrayed. Yeah, she got married and moved to, like, North Carolina. Oh, betrayal. And that's when I grew my hair out, like, really deepest, long. At the deepest. Yeah, she cut me deep on that one. But, no, I'm, um, I, I usually I, you know, buy local, and I'm all about the local business. 
but I'm cheap enough that for my hair, and you know, I'm on video here, you can look at me. I, I don't really care that much about my hair. I don't want to spend anything more than 15 bucks on it. That including tip? Including tip. Wow. Interesting. I'll See, usually go to TGF to for a $12 Tuesday, and then I'll tip three bucks. Because I think our, our society, if they're not, if we don't train people, They'll never know to tip or not, unless it's like an industry where people are like, oh, they make two fifteen. Well, an sometimes hour. they tell you, like at Luby's for a while yeah. there. I I miss old Luby's where you'd have the little old lady with the with a tea cart, and she I'm would glad you're still with us, Samantha. Yeah, well, she would circumnavigate the whole Luby's in like ever shortening circles, to, and so you could judge your iced tea consumption. Did, she only did water and iced tea though. So right, but that's what I'm saying. She you wants could, a tip. She's got to go give me a coke, bro. I wouldn't tip her. Because that was her job, just to fill the ice cream, uh, the ice cream, the ice water, and the iced tea. But you could judge accordingly your drinking. Okay, she's going to be here in another four minutes, so I can drink this much. Now they have the whole. I'm you know, I sit down at Luby's, and you have someone going, "Hi, I'm Brian. I'll be your. I'll be taking care of you today." I feel awkward because part of me wants to tip because you know Brian's going to bring me some extra tea or something like that. But A, I didn't used to have to tip for, for that. And B, anytime there's a cafeteria scenario where I have my own food, I don't see the need to tip. Now, if I go to Luby's, you know, I'll leave, put like two bucks down because I, yeah, I, I've been food service industry. I, I feel for them. But with that, it, it's like if I have to get my own food, then the promptness that was insured, TIP, to ensure promptness, didn't happen. I, I, it's a cafeteria line. They just slopped it up there. And I don't believe there's a tip share either, which means the people are slopping my food. If I tip the guy who's bringing me sweet and low for my second glass of tea, why are the servers who are slopping onto my tray get tip as well? So it, it, is, it is awkward in some ways. Uh, and I, but I don't think tipping should be the norm on everything. Well, yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. But no one, there's no way to implement what you think on that. I think so it gets to your like... heart. And, and here's the thing, you know, I don't want to take a grander scale, but it's you can get more money out of someone relying on the goodness of their heart than by demanding it. You know, if the government especially says if you, you have, have to especially tip Especially if you have female body parts. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, here's the thing. Let's say there was a national uh, mandatory tipping of 22%. That wherever you went in, in to eat, no matter what, you had to tip 22%. Then no one in the planet would tip more than that because it's taken out. Yeah. But I guarantee you that the average tipping amount is probably 25 to 30% nowadays. So you get by well, like, not having the government interfere well, with Well, I just it. love, like, the logic. So, I saw, like, for example, we were talking to Holly. I was talking to Holly, and we are talking about bartending. Okay. And I go, you know, most people's idea is a dollar a drink. But then what happens at the end of the day is, like, say you order something that's large quantity, so, like, a pitcher of beer. Like, is that considered a dollar? Right. And then, like, when do you ever do it based off total price? Because you basically, if I'm ordering $10 beers, but I'm only tipping a dollar, like, she'd be lo- like, and when she gets her tip, it's going to be, like, say, you know, because that's, say I got 10 beers at $10. Well, instead of a drink, how about per unit? Because, for instance, filling up the beer... Takes just as long well, as filling like, up I go, glass And I basically told her, like, no one's going to be happy when you're tipping. So it's kind of like, in the end, just be happy you got something. Mm-hmm. Because I know, I remember when I worked at Kroger, this lady always made me take her back. Not made me. She asked me to, so I don't mind. She's old. She'd always tip me 35 cents. 
And it was like the oddest. It wasn't like she had leftover change from buying. It was always she had it like prepared for me when I. And she's like, oh, here you go, Richard. And like she knew my name. Uh-huh. And she gave me 35 cents. And I was like, I always wondered. The first couple of times I was like, what's the 35 cents all about? Like that's so <laughs> random. But then I realized I was like, you know what? It's this like is, getting the thirteen dollar check from your grandma for your birthday. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it's like this is this is the way she operates, and I and I even had more respect for it because she had it in a certain spot just for me. Mm-hmm. So I knew she wanted me to do these things, and this is what she wanted to pay me. And I was like, it didn't matter about payment at that point. I was like, I'm exactly. glad she just appreciates it and appreciates my uh, you know quality of sacking uh, <laughs> because I was so good at it. But no, that's what, and I, and doing that kind of stuff, I was like, you know what? I just pay, I got to be happy with what I get. And then, but also think about in the old days, uh, 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 for enough, uh, not young enough, I, I can still remember these days when you'd pull into a, a gas station, ding, ding, you know, your car would run over the thing, and two guys would run out, and one of them would start filling your gas tank while the other one would check your tires, check your engine, yeah. uh, clean your windshield. And that was part of the service. And this is the gas was like, you know, 15 cents a gallon. They still have those in Houston. Yeah, but you know, you're paying four fifty a gallon for the privilege. You don't tip extra for that. That was part of the service involved. And, of course, as we got self-serve, that went away. But it also, you're, you're not paying any less. I Part of me has an issue with the self-checkout at Randall's and Kroger's. Because, first off, the more people that self-check out, the less Randall's or Kroger's or H-E-B is inspired to hire someone. So it's actually affecting the job rate in local economy. But because these stores are made with 18 uh, cashier checkout lanes and only one is open at any given time, maybe two if you're lucky, and then you're sel- the self-checkout. Oh, you know what's so there right? Be you got kind of explain something to you? I found out why they do that. I know why they do that. Why? So because I worked at Kroger and I asked them. And basically what it is is there's, like, three different things going on. There's maintenance of the lanes mm-hmm. because they always ha- always got to have two open. And I noticed when, when I started working, I was oh, every time I went in, I was at a different lane. I was going down and down like that. And basically it's for maintenance and it's for ordering bulk because they save money when they order 10 of them. So instead of, like, three lanes, they order 10. And that way if one breaks down, they have the options when it comes down to uh, – I get that, but – See, I shop almost every day. I European grocery shop, meaning I'll go to Randall's and I'll pick up just what I need for that that night or maybe the next day. Or if there's something on massive sale, I'll, I'll get a staple. But I go usually about three to three to five times a week, I'll go to the local Randall's or, or whatnot. And I can tell you, lanes four through 12 have never, ever yeah, been Yeah, if they open. break down, though, that's, that's the breakdown lanes. But here's the thing: the safe lane three breaks down, then they'll just go to one or two. Yeah, there's a system to it. They they put chains across. Yeah. So the reason they put chains across is to prevent theft. Right. And that's when you go to when you go into a grocery store. If you notice that they try they put chains across everything, that means they have a high theft thing there. Well, you know what else would would get rid of theft or knock it down on those? If you put a checkout person at each one of those lanes, they're not paying that money. Well, again, that's point. what I'm saying. So I, I think the self-checkout be- lane really should be a discount. Hey, I get 10% off if I have to bag my own stuff. Really? Yeah. I, I feel that What do you strongly. think about HEB announcing uh, free delivery, next-day delivery, and uh, curbside to compete with Amazon? Because Amazon announced they're going to be doing their Amazon Fresh in Houston. That's mm-hmm. one of their four markets and or whatever. And I know whatever. Kroger's going to try it so too. So HEB, I'm going to try it out here because we uh, the biggest thing we have to get is water, and I buy like 10 crates of water at a time because mm-hmm. – 
we run through a lot of water here, and I think I'm just beginning to get a water filtration thing right here. I think that's what I'm going to end up doing. There you go. But Because I never knew anybody who actually did that, and then I realized how much water we go through, and I go, maybe that's what I should do because going to the store. Oh, I'm the guy that I'll refill a, a plastic water bottle and put it in the fridge well, until it breaks down. Well, people come in here. I'm, I, I have an idea I want to try to do, but uh, – but then I right realized when H E B was offering that, I go, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. That I don't have to deal with that because going, like Holly would have to go with me because she pushed one cart of water, I pushed the other cart of water. So because we, I try, I Holly try, capable, she weighs yeah, like well, forty then, pounds. That's, that's another issue. But uh, but no, I think it's something that you find a solution. And I know for sure because I was talking to Holly about this. Like if I ever had children, that's something I would do, take advantage every day. And, of course, Holly has to counter everything. And it's just like, no, I think it's a process that you need to bring your kids along so they learn about going. Like, I always remember going on trips to the grocery store. I'm like, I ain't about hanging out with kids yelling at me. I'm like, I'd rather just pick up the pick up the groceries and then maybe use that extra time to go to the park. You know, that kind of stuff. Because I do not want to be with three kids screaming and hungry and while I'm trying to find certain foods and then you lose one of the kids. I'm not doing that. Well, that's assuming you're going to allow your kids to scream. Well, it just happens. Oh, okay. There's no way to keep unless you're Benadryl your kids every day. There's no <laughs> drink, way to drink the daddy juice. One kid. Every time you have more kids, you increase the odds of a bad day. Well, I put 15 years between my two kids, so you, you know that's smart. That, that that was pretty smart. In theory, I like the the. I have no problem with the concept of the curbside delivery yeah. or next day delivery. I would not partake of it myself because I'm the guy that I got to check the expiration date on. Well, the no, bread you're a coupon I, shopper. We know that one. Yeah, so like so you, you like to spend the three me. hours in the grocery store. Exactly. So it would not work for me, but I'm all I'm all for it. Yeah, I think I think a lot of families are going to benefit from it because basically, the, I'm trying to tell people is don't bring your kids out in public. That's that's really what <laughs> I told Holly. I was like, I'm never doing a movie. I'm never doing any of that stuff. Like I think if any money we save, it's going to be spent on babysitters if we want to go out in public. Because my goal is to have that one friend who didn't know I have kids until they're, like, 18. And I'm like, you have kids? What? And then that, that, that would be very entertaining for me. Just <clears throat> ship them off to boarding school in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, uh, I wanted to go to boarding school. And I looked it up. My parents go, like, hey, do some research. Where do you want to go? And I found a school. I think Hogwarts. Was, no, it was, like, Virginia. Somewhere in Virginia I found a school. And I was like, oh, that'd be great. You know, it has a Southern idea, but it's still like a preparatory school. And I was like, that's where I wanted, you know, that, that's the kind of place I'd like to go. And then I realized how expensive it was. And so my parents go, if you go here, you know you're going to have to pay for college. And I was like, oh, because that was the, the trade-off. And then I, I was like, no, I'd rather just go to regular school and Let's have an segue opportunity. into that. That's a good question because it seems to be the norm. Now, my daughter is a senior in high school, and – her mom and I haven't really discussed this because, okay. you know, we're long divorced. <clears throat> but when did it become the expected for the parents to pay for college, for university? Because now here's the thing. Well, I think it would. No, I, I think what it is, it depends on the individual household when you say stuff like that. No, it seems to be like the norm. I, th- well, the, I, I wasn't alive during the 40s and 50s and 60s in the sense of what was being told to us by the news and the commercials and like what what do people do when they go to church and like because you're being influenced by a lot of things in life and the way i always saw it was you have that standard oh i didn't go to college but i want my kids to go to college kind of mentality a lot of families had that and i just remember when i went to university 
the money that may have been reserved for me to do that was taken by a family member who much, shall not be named. Yeah, yeah. My my father uh, had other similar, plans for the money. Yeah, similar thing happened to my wife. But like our family, okay. what I grew up in, our family basically, you went to school to help the family. So like my dad went to law school because the family business needed a lawyer. And that and was, was the very mafia centric. Like that's the like when I, exactly. I I realized that growing up, and I was, and my dad doesn't like law. He he's he's entertained by it. Like he'll do studies mm-hmm. and stuff. He likes reading a lot. He's a big history person, but he's more he's not a lawyer. Like he doesn't like that doing the being at the courthouse at a certain time, doing those things. He'll do the research. He'll do all that stuff. Right. But he doesn't like going to court. He doesn't like that kind of uh, lifestyle. And. But yeah, when I grew up, that was kind of it. But then, luckily for me, I was the sixth kid. And at that <laughs> time, my parents were like, "I really don't care what you do; just do something and be happy about it." Because all my the rest of my family does all sorts of a wide variety of things, right? And that's what landed me here because the encouragement from them about being an entrepreneur and things like that. So, but I just recall, you know, because I was sixteen when I went to university, and my mother suddenly finding herself on her own, did what she could. Now, bearing in mind, my sister was in Cambridge University at the time in England, so I know, you know, a lot of that, uh, there was a lot of money involved with that, but also a lot of scholarships. And for me, it was financial aid. I got Pell Grant, tried to get scholarships, had to keep mm-hmm. my grades up. And so to me, that was the norm. It, it's like maybe if, if the money hadn't been taken. Well, every every family I knew. wonder why people who didn't are, have are, didn't have the money, mm-hmm. there was a hard direction for scholarships like i remember one of my like my best friend uh he the only reason he's an eagle scout was because of what he wanted to put on his resume mm-hmm. because i i basically drove him for a while and he drove me for a while because our cars were you know we were kids we had to pay for our own gas we had to do our insurance all that stuff because i was like how our families were at that time so we'd always trade off because i was like oh i can save this extra dough and we can have you know more food or beer but you know that kind of <laughs> stuff but anyway, which and, is technically liquid bread. Yeah. So I mean, whatever. And then uh, down the road, it was funny. I was like, man, why are you continue doing this Eagle Scout stuff? Because he he's just like, oh man, I have to go do the stuff in the morning. I have to be there at seven a.m. Do you want to drive because me? And I was like, I don't want to wake up at seven a.m. It but, would guarantee more scholarships and financial opportunities, and that's the whole point. We yeah. would have to do stuff growing up as kids that maybe we just weren't fans of, but it would help in the long run you know join math but, club uh, i also think today's schools have they have those opportunities at school because a lot of communication breakdown what i've learned how, going through my nieces and stuff is going from school like public or public school private school or whatever go, and going home and communicating about what's happening mm-hmm. because you never know really what's going on with your kid especially on the school grounds like why do you have a black eye you never get the full story you know there's something right because like everyone assumes the extreme oh he's being bullied I'm like, no, maybe he just fell down and hit his head. Like, that could have happened. And I think they're the that's where people aren't really understanding because the parents don't really know if they don't participate in what's the opportunity for their kid. Because I know schools are doing their best about offering opportunities. Because, I mean, you have so many you have student councils, you have so many extracurricular activities, options for your kids, especially when down the line it comes to scholarships. Because I know Conroe, they really try to push the AP stuff. Or the right. college credit. So if you're a junior, you could like technically be a sophomore or junior when you go to any school college wise, mm-hmm. and it would it costs minimum dollars. Like it's not the tuition you pay at UT, right? But some like they try to make it flexible for kids. And to me, you're saving money when you try to. Yeah, again, there are plenty of opportunities, and don't get me wrong, 
my my daughter's indicated what she's thinking her career path should be, but she says she may take a year off after graduating and maybe go to Lone Star. I'm a fan of that, and I will help out however I can. But it's just across the board, you know, especially with the scandal, the 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 uh, Aunt Rebecca from yeah, Lori Lori Lofkin or whatever. Yeah, and them. It's like the the child's expectation of. Well, guess what? Well, I got a, I got into A and M or UT, uh, and parents going, oh. I have to pay for this, or then the kids, if parents can't, the kids going, oh, suddenly I need free tuition. Well, I think that's blown out of proportion. I think I really do, because if you think about any individual that gets into a school that costs $250,000, I think it's very rare that that individual can already either A, afford to go there mm-hmm. because of the family, or he, has the, he or she have the means and wills to get scholarships. Because if you're that smart, and you get into Harvard, there's gonna be there's gonna be financial aid for you, not just going to the bank and signing away two hundred fifty thousand. Well, here's a loan. question that's leading. I really into don't that. believe. I don't. I mean, I could be wrong. Do you I, think you could get an academic sponsor more? You know, you, we have the old TV shows like Northern Exposure, where well, yeah, yeah, they have this for basket weaving. Okay, no, I'm just but you, you know, there was a there's a TV show called Northern Exposure, which yeah. the, the premise was you had a young med student. And he signed a deal with an Alaskan. Yeah, you had to be town. a. Yeah, you had to be a. We'll doctor. pay for your med school, but you got to come work for us for four years or ten yeah. years. And and then he got there and he hated it. He wanted out and stuff. And, it's like, and then he no. fell in love. Then he fell in love. Uh, with the yeah. But to have that, you know, so let's say you have someone who gets some wunderkind who gets into Harvard, yeah. but just can't afford it. You know, just not in the family money or anything like that. Can you get a a law firm or a corporate sponsor or even a philanthropist outside of the uh, I bet you can. I'm sure you could, but it's it that needs to be almost the norm. I mean, I'm a big fan of. I mean, some women get hey, married listen, for it. We'll pay. You know, we'll give you free tuition if you sign a blood contract that you teach for the equal amount of time. So if you, so if you go through school in a year, teach for a year. Yeah. Because remember, going through in a year. Do you get year, paid during that year of teaching? Oh, or this let's put it like this: not so much maybe the time, so much as the amount of money gone in compared to your salary meaning if we spend a hundred thousand on your I, mean, I don't know what school i mean if you're going to school and it costs that much money man no but, but i'm just saying i guess i like nice big round numbers let's say your four-year college costs a hundred thousand dollars and to get your your teaching certificate the school district and i don't know at what level i'm just kind of spitballing here says okay we will front this hundred thousand dollars however when you graduate you must teach at a school district for as long as it takes for you to earn that $100,000. You still pay, get paid your salary. You're not losing anything, but the time frame, instead of, instead of we put in four years, I so you got to give us four years. I bet you can. I think that becomes needs to become more the norm. And, you know, that's kind of the basis of the GI Bill. You know, you go in the military, one of the benefits you get is the GI Bill. And I think that's a wonderful uh, thing. And I also know how that movie Starship Troopers kind of took it to the fascist far extreme going – Serve in the military, and you can vote, and you can have babies, and, you know, you can do this. That's going too far. That's science fiction level. But to have benefits. from If you want something for free, again, it's not free. So if someone else has to pay for it, then that person or entity needs to be repaid some way, shape, or form. Even if not monetarily, then by your time yeah. or your resources. Well, I think, I think people have options. So, and I, I think, think it should be more. I, I don't think they Instead know. of the battle cry of, I want free tuition, it's like... You you don't want to pay for university? Then let's find a way how you can pay it back or pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm all a, I'm a fan about that. 
Right. What do the listeners think? Keep commenting. I yeah. see at least someone's online. So well, there's, there's a couple of people on Facebook there we Live. Go. But we uh, also have a guest coming in. Yeah, we do. In a little Who's bit. coming in? Uh, it be hold on. I'm gonna, I got all the information right here. I had the uh, I had the weather up. I will tell you there may be some rain today. It's all overcast. And <clears throat> in the Conroe area, starting about one o'clock for the few hours, we may get some thunderstorms, and that'll repeat itself over the next few days. And by golly, on Friday we may get down to as low as only ninety degrees. It's eighty right now, but I will tell you that coming in very soon is John Coleman with the uh, Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers Foundation, and they got a charity golf tournament. So we're going to be talking more about golf, and uh, I will let them know that if it was mm-hmm. only mini golf. I might be more inspired to do it. I, yeah, it's funny is I've gone to a couple golf tournaments, mm-hmm. and they cre- they have very creative ways to fundraise. So, like, for example, you can pay for mulligans. Oh, yes. So I've, I've actually I don't done see several why, golf tournaments yeah, like I don't that. see why they just don't say, hey, give us $100 a hole and we'll just make you putt. And so there you go. You got well, your putt. You for got a your fundraiser, it's <laughs> like $1,000 a hole and we'll let you putt. Yeah, well, I'm just. I'm saying they can make because they, they also can make have they also have things shot. like the the longest shot, the shortest shot, that you know most under par. So you want to do the whole game, but yeah, uh, I've seen uh, drink sponsors and hole sponsors, and and I've I've been at quite a few golf tournaments in my life as someone who's in the nonprofit world, and they take it pretty hardcore. I like it. Well, that's going to be coming up here very we shortly. Do you have any closing broadcast. comments? Do you have any closing comments? I'm just for flashing today? back to our broadcast when we did that golf uh, tournament for emergency chaplain group. Remember at the uh, black water shooting range? Okay, I thought you were talking about a golf tournament. We've been to a golf place. Oh together. no, that was the shooting one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, we no, but there no, there was another golf tournament. That's right. I was. Mixing two in my head. Yeah, that was at River Plantation. That's it. Okay, so, so here we go. Uh, well, it's 9.54. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with our special guest. And uh, also, after 10, we'll open up the phone line. So get your dialing fingers ready. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy or Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. We'll be right back after the sponsored messages. Cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanfunk Coffee. Beanfunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanfunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. 
Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. All right, welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the mornings, 9.57 here on IRLoneStar.com. And then also Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. We're going to have a, we have a special guest in the studio talking about the Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers Foundation doing a fundraiser over at Bentwater Yacht and Country Club coming up on October 21st. So if you have questions, feel free to text and or message us on Facebook Live. Uh, we can just check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. And uh, welcome back, Sean. Dick. It's good to see you again. Now, who, who's you. in the studio? Who's in the studio break. with us? I got Mr. John Coleman in the studio with us. And uh, so he is... Uh, heading up the aforementioned uh, Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers Foundation, and it's going to be the inaugural golf tournament happening on October 21st in Bentwater. Morning. Morning. How's it going today? <clears throat> Very good. I we, want to thank you for having me. We appreciate you schlepping on out on an early morning uh, in downtown Conros. Uh, so talk to us. What is the Stephen Siller uh, Tunnel to Towers Foundation? Okay. The... Foundation was established um, basically after September 11th mm -hmm. uh, in the name of Stephen Siller, who was a fireman in New York. He had come off shift. Uh, he had prepared to go home. He was uh, off of Manhattan Island, and uh, that's when the towers were hit. He heard it on his radio. The tunnel was blocked off by security. He put on his gear, ran into the towers, and died in the towers. Uh, since that time, his brother founded it, and uh, they've engaged in a number of different programs, primarily uh, the Smart Home Program, which builds mortgage-free smart homes for our most catastrophically injured service members, uh, the Fallen First Responder Home Program, which supports law enforcement, firefighters, and emergency workers that have lost their lives under extraordinary circumstances, <clears throat> and the Gold Star Family Program, which honors the legacy of those who have made the ultimate sacrifice while serving our country, uh, where they pay off the mortgages there. And it uh, was surprising to me, and maybe even to myself, that I really wasn't very aware of them, even though they do have a very long uh, history. Uh, and they also have a history in Texas. Um, 
almost $2 million has already been spent benefiting the Texas heroes uh, by the foundation. Uh, in the smart home program, uh, six have been completed, uh, one in progress, Gold Star family, two families on that, and the fallen first responder program. Uh, and the fallen first responder program, I think, is uh, maybe the one that is, let's say, more uh, in people's minds here, if they are aware of it, which is, uh, for example, police officer Garrett Hull of Fort Worth, who was killed on September 14th last year. His family has been taken care of. Mm. Uh, the five law enforcement officers that were ambushed up in uh, Fort Worth, Dallas right. area, their families have been taken care of. I was uh, privileged last November where I went to the first Texas tournament. Our inaugural is in the Harris-Montgomery County area uh, and met two families, one of Garrett Hull and one of uh, Stephen uh, uh, Stevens, a Marine who was killed in Afghanistan. He died uh, prior to even seeing the birth of his son. Wow. So, you know, this was a very emotional and I think a very... Uh, worthy cause. Uh, as I say, I went to the tournament and I said, gee, how come you don't have one down here? And so here I am. There you go. What uh, Talk to us about <clears throat> the history of your involvement with these organizations. What prompted you to, to get involved with them in the first place? Well, it was uh, really a situation where I was looking for uh, a a good organization to donate donate a house uh, to that uh, I was an executor of a will. It really didn't work out uh, for what we wanted. So, uh, but in checking them out, I found out about this foundation. Uh, and again, this goes back maybe a year, eighteen months, and uh, started learning about it, etc. So, um, you know, my involvement with this particular foundation started out information playing in golf and now spending a lot of time and that, so it sounds like it kind of just hits you in the heart uh, do you have a, a first responder or veteran background yourself or uh yes i have uh i'm a, a veteran uh, well first off thanks for your service thank you uh family first responders uh so yes and, you know, I think that even, even those that are without a direct relationship, I mean, you know, these are people that, whether you call them police, fire, EMT, or service people, they are the first responders, and they serve us. So, you know, we need to serve them. Yeah, personally, I can't think of a single person in the nation that hasn't had their life positively affected by a first responder in some way, shape, or form. Um, so people not knowing, you know, you don't have to know your local firefighter or ambulance driver or police dispatcher or serviceman to know that that person has probably put their life on the line for you or someone close to you. So it's really wonderful to have that. So talk to us more about the actual uh, golf tournaments happening on in October. Well, it, uh, as I say, it's October 21st. It's going to start with breakfast in the morning and a 9 o'clock shotgun start. Uh, it's going to be a scramble, and we want it to be fun. Um, Can you describe a shotgun start to, to people? I, I know that, you know, you don't actually, like, fire a gun in the air and people will go running for a hole one, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing that one time. Well, uh, 
Actually, there'll be something maybe similar. But uh, <laughs> uh, He's teasing us now. This is great, Dick. Yeah. Uh, shotgun start basically is uh, everybody goes to a specific hole, and uh, I guess historically a shotgun was fired, but... Uh, well, we are in Montgomery County, so it's we probably can, We can have a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then everybody starts, and that, and that just speeds up play. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a scramble, which is uh, basically everybody hits the ball, picks the best one there, and then everybody drops there and hits again until you get into the hole. As I say, we're going to make it fun. So we're going to say, um, let's say, bogey's your friend, meaning that, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't get any worse than a bogey on a hole. And, uh, Don't watch me. Well, uh, we'll I, I could pe- do it. The pe- oh, well, I do it every day. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then the other thing is that uh, if you hit it out of bounds, it's going to be uh, a lateral drop. So you know, no going back to the tee. I mean, we're, we're going to speed it up, um, and you know, we're going to have uh, hole-in-one contests uh, for various prizes, and uh, and also. Uh, we're probably going to have uh, the bazooka hole. Keep talking. I'm listening. Okay. Uh, what that will mean is that uh, you'll have the opportunity to shoot a golf ball from a bazooka <laughs> out about 300 yards. I finally yards. get to know. <laughs> How much are bazookas? Are we talking like a potato launcher kind of thing? or is uh, this like I haven't a- seen it myself, quite honestly, but... Uh, you know, uh, people I've talked to, and I've talked to the people that will be providing it. So uh, it'll probably be on maybe the ninth or the eighteenth hole. Oh, that's uh, beautiful! About three hundred yards, uh, you shoot it, and there'll be a hole-in-one prize too. And if everybody in the team uh, purchases it, uh, the um, the shot, so to speak, then uh, you know you'll get an automatic uh, two, an eagle on the hole. So uh, that that we're looking forward to. I'm expecting the uh, the fellow to come out next week, and we'll uh, look over the hole. That's worth the price of admission, right there. I pretend to be, you know, uh, Luke Skywalker trying to blow up the Death Star, you know, shooting the the torpedoes and the little exhaust. Because yeah, we were wondering last week how much an RPG launcher costs. So maybe we can ask this yeah. this guy at the thing. <clears throat> um, well, that being said, obviously, so all the uh, uh, the funds raised from this are going to the services. Uh, the foundation. Are you guys looking for sponsors? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, the, the key to these golf tournaments, the charity golf tournaments, are the sponsorships. Um, the uh, and, and there are different levels. We, we have been fortunate to have some sponsors already. Um, and, uh, for example, Bruce Sellers of Sellers Realty Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce is a former Marine very active in the community. Uh, Jim Morris, Morris Builders, uh, also a veteran, if you're familiar with Jim. Oh, yeah. So uh, you know, these are familiar names that you know continue to give to our community. Uh, we also have uh, Cruise Planners, Pizza Shack, and Jim's Hardware and Lifestyle Realty as whole sponsors. Is that Jim's Hardware? They're Magnolia? Uh, no, Montgomery. I mean, uh, oh, Montgomery. Montgomery. I, sorry, I said Montgomery. Yeah. I met Montgomery. I, right. I know them, and I've shopped there. They are awesome out there, very community-driven. Right, and also Vista Veterinary. So, I mean, uh, we we continue to look for sponsorships. Now, we have, you know, category choices. We have a, we're still looking for our, let's say, presenting sponsor, $5,000. Mm-hmm. 
uh, chief special sponsor of 1500 But we can work with uh, people that want to give maybe other amounts. For example, if they say, well, you know, I'm... Uh, uh, I'm willing to go in for maybe $300. Well, what we could do in that is maybe get a hole-in-one prize and use that to pay the insurance on the hole and, you know, put their name up there that uh, they are the sponsoring this hole-in-one prize. So it's somewhat of a uh, an ongoing uh, situation. Of course, the bigger ones, uh, what we want to do is to get their names and logos on our golfer flyers that we're going to be passing out because that's, you know, basically, you know, you want to give them the benefit of the um, advertising that they deserve. Um, and uh, whole sponsorships can go up, uh, you know, almost till the week before. Mm -hmm. And with that, we'd put up uh, like a 16 by 24 uh, a sign, you know, color with their logo on it. And, uh, you know, that's $150. Cool. And Any would, chance of there being a hole in 50 uh, prize? Because I could go for that one. Well, I win that every week. Okay. Just, <laughs> I you you actually have to hit it on 50 strokes? Yeah, I, oh, I can make that happen. Not below, not above, <laughs> I, I right. just 50. I, I could, now, Dick's the golfer. I'm, I'm a putt-putt champion for sure. But uh, Dick actually knows how to hit a ball. I, I went to one of those indoor ranges one time, mm -hmm. and they, they tried to get me to to swing and like you got i didn't know you had to lock your fingers together like you're well, you don't have to well that's what this this pro guy told me to do and i was whiffing that non-existent ball left and right so i gave up if, if a windmill's not involved i'm not interested that's but true. the bazooka i'm listening oh, yeah, Dick, what do you think well, go out there? folks who are listening to you want to sponsor how do they get in contact with you guys i know i'd link the website and the more information about the event on the facebook on our facebook but do you guys have a more direct way for sponsorships? Well, the, the best direct way would be to call me, 936-449-6556, um, or email me at jcoleman.48 at hotmail.com. These, uh, you know, these numbers are also available if you go to the Tunnel to Towers website. Uh, and is that everything spelled out, Tunnel, T-O? T-U-N-N-E-L-S... Uh, where are we? Uh, tunnel two. Yeah, towers. the number two. The number two towers. Uh, the numeral two. Okay. Dot org, and then you would go to events, and it'll be the National Golf Series. That's a little kind of. Uh, it's probably better if you're interested in sponsorship. Give me a call or send me an email. Won't have to put put you through the torture of uh, you know, <laughs> going through all the links. With, with the date being on October twenty first, when are you going to start taking golfers? teams and things like that well actually you can sign up right now through the uh website so tunnel to towers.org right yeah uh, folks if you are listening and you're interested in that kind of stuff uh entering and also sponsorships i linked the actual event and it has all the like the phone number for john it has times and dates and all that kind of stuff uh it's right there on facebook and we'll be adding it to our website and everything. But. And this is something that an individual golfer can sign up for. And get. That's correct. Uh, you know, you may obviously, place on a loser team. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be on the, it's like 18 holes, 312 shots. We win. We got the highest score. Well, but you see, the, the, the benefit of a scramble is, um, you know, you, you can pretend that you hit the really good shot and maybe the last shot in to get that birdie. Uh, you know, you don't have to hit yeah, the you ball. Yeah, your putting expertise That's will right. be needed. 
Yes, because you, you'll be the just you'll just be the grab closer. a little windmill. You're the closer. Yeah, I'm the, just put a windmill there or something, little bridge. I'll nail that thing. That's you right. betcha. It really is a lot of fun, especially if listeners who are golfers and never participated, which I doubt you participate in a scramble and things. It's just a lot more fun, and especially with the at the end of the day, you're you're relaxed because you're not sitting there putting all this. You're it's, not wrapping your nine iron around yeah, the nearest tree. Just, it's just more about having fun and being with your friends, especially I would encourage and you. And for a worthy cause. Yeah, I would do it with your friends. Yeah. Like, get your friends together. Don't go solo. Bring as many people as you can because it, it adds that much more fun with your with your buddies because you're just you're playing off the best shot, so it's so much fun. That's right. And, uh, you know, foursomes, uh, if you can sign up a foursome, that would be great. And it is not just for guys. You know, women come out here. We have long drives for men and women. Um, we'll, we'll get uh, Sean with a long driver lady. And so I, he'll, she'll I, do would, a long I drive. might have a half a chance, maybe, <laughs> if uh, I could just find how to connect with that darn ball. And the uh, the prices are 150 per individual, but if you are a first responder or a veteran, 125. If you just want to come to our barbecue uh, lunch dinner, which uh, is after the tournament, where we'll have the presentation of that and also more information about the foundation and uh, maybe honoring Who, some local heroes. Who's doing the barbecue? Uh, bent water. Okay. Yeah. Is it good? I don't know. I never have. Everything's good in bent water. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I always figured that was like a pass-through place. No, you just, you no, know. You, you, you can't just pass through at all. If you come in, you're stuck. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing missing is the moat and the draw. I always wondered about right. I always wonder about Bentwater because it's like there's only one exit. And like, oh, no, no, we have two now. We've, uh, <laughs> we've, we've gone uptown. We got two. two we got yeah. two exits, man. There's even escape boats <laughs> just in case. That's wonderful. So Vint Wanderers so of the Country Clouds putting the barbecue together? Yes. All right, cool. I've eaten there, and I'm telling you, they got just top-notch food. That's well, if like you have a yacht club, level. I mean, that's a that's fancy barbecue. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful. So all, like, that $150 per person, uh, is that includes everything you're taking care of for the day? What about alcohol and our, like, sodas and things like that? Is that included? Uh, that will be included. Now, uh, what we will have is, for example, on the... Um, um, bazooka you know that will be a, a, jar, a purchase <laughs> uh, <laughs> we love that yeah uh and we will be selling raffle tickets uh for various things and that's another thing we've uh encourage uh donors uh maybe it's uh, a meal for from your restaurant a discount coupon for some services you know a free air conditioning checkup something like that and we'll be just raffling them that off will be uh, selling raffle tickets and then probably selling some mulligans. We, you know, don't want to hit everybody, you know, on every hole for, you know, $5 here, $10 there. So we're going to try to make it as painless and uh, as much fun as possible. But please do bring some money. Right. Well, it's a, it's a <clears throat> fundraiser, guys. So, John, is there anything else you want to tell the audience? I know we have the, the, the link for your phone number, how to be a sponsor, when it's going on. Uh, all that kind of stuff. It's on the link for Facebook right now. So facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Check out our live feed. Are there any other uh, events uh, slated or things that go down with Tunnel to Towers? Oh, there are many, many things. Uh, there's actually a tower run down in Houston. Uh, I believe it's uh, next month. Uh, there will be uh, the Dallas that has been pushed back to uh, the spring. Uh, there is probably eight to ten golf tournaments. There are 
5K runs. There are tunnel climbs. Wow. There are, I mean, it's, it's... So this is a, a highly engaging and active organization. Well, I think what here. they do for the tower climbs is they do it across the country at the same time. Uh, if I, am I mistaken on that? Or they do a big one in New York, and then... Because I remember reading about this, where participating fire stations would participate in the tower climb. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you is know, it, I know uh, it's radio, you see me... I'm not climbing stairs. So well, I no, I'm in really more, more of the houses or like the actual fire stations put this on where they do it at the same time across the country to raise it's, money. It's quite possible. Oh, um, that's interesting. But you know, you, when, you, when you talk about, you know, what goes on nationally, um, you know, you do have the... I mean, they actually have like times. Like they time each other and who yeah. can win. Again, not it's something a real deal. I was really interested in. So. It's a real well, this deal. is a great local event, <clears throat> and TunnelToTowers.org. Go there because apparently they have a lot of things going on. They really care about first responders and veterans, which which is hardcore for me. I really well, like when, that. Uh, John, just to give you an idea, I don't know how close-knit all the golfers are over at Bentwater, but one of my favorite things, that one time I went to a, a fundraiser, and the, the pros, like the golf pros mm-hmm. in the place and also the – the better golfers, what they did was they auctioned off them be on your team, and but the, the money would go to right. go go to the uh, foundation. So I don't really know what the the pool of players there, the talent, but I always found that really interesting. When like you know that one golf pro, people were like doing auction or auctioning off this guy's slot to be on your team, and I always really enjoy that because it's just like it. It brought more money in, but it also made it more interesting. Like the, that one team that really wanted them on the team. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, there, there's lots of things. That's that, cool. You know, this is our first one, the yeah. first one I've ever been involved. So you know, we wish you luck. All sorts of ideas, and maybe just to finish up about the the, the national program. You know, since its inception, they've spent over 125 million dollars in programs. Wow. I mean, that's you know big. And and another thing that you know encourages me to uh, support this particular foundation is their 93% uh, funding two programs. So it's a very low administrative mm-hmm. That's a good for, number right there. And then uh, another thing, they don't sell your email addresses. <laughs> Even better. That, that's worth, again, the price of admission right there. Well, it sounds like they're doing it right on many levels here. They're active. Well, one shout I want to give out to is if you're listening in a, outside of Texas, if you go to tunnel2towers.org, they have events around the country. So, for example, if you go to their events page, uh, I'm looking at golf tournaments happening in Brooklyn, Dallas, uh, a state in New Jersey, or a city in New Jersey, I can't, Farmingdale. I don't, I don't know if that's if I'm pronouncing that right. Huntington, New York, uh, Fort Myers, Florida. So it's happened all around the country. So if you're listening, you're not living here in Montgomery, there's also opportunities to help out the foundation. So. That's, that's correct. And uh, while, you know, there seems to be somewhat of a concentration of the events, I would encourage you to look at the programs and the maps there, and you can see the nationwide coverage of all of the benefits. I mean, there's uh, uh, beneficiaries in almost every state of the union in one, one way or another. Awesome. So, John, are you going to come back on the air with us uh, sometime before, a little closer to the event, and let us... Uh, if you'll have me, I yeah, Absolutely. We want more details bring on this. Bring the bazooka. Yeah, I was just going there. Bring the bazooka. We have we insurance can... in here, so we can definitely set it off. Well, let's... That's how it works, right? Yeah, we'll just... No, we just won't record it on camera, so we'll have no We'll just take proof. some Dick and Skippy t-shirts, roll them up, and see if it works. 
Well, I'd, I'll, I'll have the details next time. Uh, awesome. Maybe even we could link you to a video and you can see what they do. All right. So right now, if you're, a, if you're a local uh, business or corporation or entity with money to, to throw around, they need some sponsors, people. You want to be the presenting sponsor? You want your name up there uh, in, in bright lights? Then definitely check out Tunnel 2, the number 2, towers.org and get in on this awesome deal. John, thanks so much for being in the studio with us. Oh, thank you very much. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We're going to take a quick break, so stay tuned to more coming your way here on IrelandStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. Help Texans make their lives better. Hey, y'all. It's DJ Mike from Dan Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Time in Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Howdy, howdy, everybody. This is Jared Sterrett, and you're listening to KZCC LP 106.1 Conroe and KZCW LP 104.5 in Conroe and worldwide at OurLoneStar.com. Welcome back. We are Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on IRLoneStar.com. 1023 hanging out in the studio. 
Uh, let me uh, get everything set up for if you want to call in for the next couple segments. That's right. And, We're uh, opening up the phone lines in a minute. You want to call Zen Bat Win, 936-228-9368 yeah. is, is that, our phone number. Is that what it is? I hope so, because that's the number I just gave out. Oh, great. <clears throat> but don't, I don't anyhow, remember. I just don't remember sometimes. It'd be 1024 on the dot. Yeah. If you have something to talk about, let us know. There's just the usual headlines going on right now. Political mayhem and hijinks well, on I a want, local and national. Yeah, I wanted to tell scale. you, I got, I tried out the World of Warcraft Classic, and there was a six-hour wait to get into the game, and to, I was like, oh, on. great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a. Uh, so you buy the game? Do you download it, or do you go to Babbage's and buy the disc? Well, what they do now, the floppy disc, is if you are if you play World of Warcraft like the newer versions, mm-hmm. it's included. It's free. So it's like you're you're already paying your monthly subscription. So you get this as a. So you get it as like. And, and, and this is like going back to the original. Yeah. So what they did setup. is, I told you the background backstory where people were uh, illegally quote uh, making their own private servers mm-hmm. and doing the cla- like the old school. They found like a patch that they really liked from 15 years ago, and they just stuck with it. Like this is it. This is what's going to be. And we're never updating it. We're never doing it. We might fix little glitches in here or there, but we're never adding new content. Because there's already so much content to consume. But now uh, Blizzard Activision, which is the company that owns it, started doing cease and desist letters to these guys. Going like, you can't do that. That's our property. Blah, blah, blah. So now they realize there's a, a want for that kind of stuff. And clearly and there's a want. And someone there said, hey, clearly, I have an idea. Yeah. And uh, clearly there's a want for six hours to wait. And, and it, to me, it's amazing what people are willing to put up with. Because I didn't wait because I was already logged out. I was already ready to go. But, like, for example, Holly and I, were going to do this together because that's what I told her. Like, it's a lot of fun if you have people doing it with you or next to each other because back, back in high school, we'd all, like, do LAN parties. And right. we like, doing that. So it was a lot of fun when we were in the room yelling at each other. But she had to wait six hours. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm playing. <laughs> so so there, Yeah, and she uh, – don't do that, guys. If you're married, don't don't. As an important don't do that. safety tip from a multiply divorced yeah. and you just log out right guy. there. Like we're doing this together. We're waiting in line or together. Or just say, honey, what's your? I'm I'm home before and you, so give me your passcode. More power home. to her. She played. She waited the six hours. Wow. We stayed up till like one a.m. and uh, it was fun though for like the twenty minutes she was uh, alive during that time. She's like, I'm going to bed. See you later. And this is where you just take your sword and you beat up orcs or you do whatever something. It's a lot of fun. Okay. But I, I'm amazed how many people, they had to open new servers and all that kind of stuff. So uh, if people are thinking about who are listening, thinking about playing, I think it, it's it's gone down. The more popular servers, there's a wait time, especially at night. Like, they'll hit the two-hour to four-hour wait. But, like, now you can log into newer servers that maybe not have that many people. But uh, you can still get in instantly if you really want to play. But the problem is they're they're doing a thing where if you're on that server, you're on it forever. And you can't play with anybody else who's outside that server. Oh wow! So this is old school, and like so now with the current game, you can actually like, like tra- like teleport to the servers. Like I don't. That's not probably what really. I that, to me that's almost a deal breaker because oh no, play, it totally is. I play people very get, few multiplayer games. That's why people are waiting in line. That's why people are waiting in line. Wad who wants to. I like to watch the world burn, so I'm going to kill everybody or blow up everything. No, and, that's why there's and, a way. Stuck with them. So well, what's interesting though. And this is something that might interest you. Is that this is a, a new old game? Mm-hmm. So some things are different today. One of the biggest differences between 15 years ago and today are streamers. So people who go on Twitch and things like that and stream them. You know, people watching people play video games is a big deal. Apparently, uh, making lots of money. Wait, wait, wait. 
people watching people play video games. It's twitch.tv, I think. That's the website. People make a lot of money from it. When I say a lot, I mean, I would say like the top, top, I top. I can make money from watching you play a video game? No, you, you, oh. I can make money for you watching me play video okay. games. But I would pay money to for the privilege of watching you? Well, it depends on their setup. Some people do donations. Wow. Some people do like exclusive content. Uh, no, it's a real deal, Sean. And I believe it. it. Viva capitalism. I mean, if there's a market. I mean, I mean there's there's it. a guy, there's a streamer who they let do the New Year's Eve coverage. What's what's that cover? What's that famous thing? The the ball drop. The ball drop. Uh-huh. Like he was part of the program. He was <laughs> wow. a co-host for like an hour, and I was like, "This is so weird. No one's gonna know who this guy is." Because the only reason I know it because I just like read the internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, but no, I think that's what uh, people do, and apparently it's a big deal for servers because people want to be on that person's server. So that's why you're, some people are waiting six hours. So wow. <clears throat> Meanwhile, my online shenanigans last night, I I went down the rabbit hole. You know how we talked about the other day how sometimes you may go on YouTube or something just to, and I do a stream of consciousness thing. I actually kind of went down a rabbit hole for a couple of hours there. A friend of mine had posted, uh, I think it was the anniversary of this plane, uh, United Airlines crash landing that had happened. And there was a YouTube video of highly detailed computer graphics from like the the uh, perspective of the cockpit and outside the plane. Of okay. uh, One of the engines had blown up, and so they could only turn right, and they're trying to spiral to get to this airfield and they keep they've lost the losing power so they have to keep on there's a certain mathematical formula that happens to an airplane when the airspeed's too low the plane starts to go into a dive but then that makes it lift back up so you got this wave pattern and it was fascinating to watch this thing but from that i went i wonder if there are any other plane crashes so you know i did a youtube search for plane crashes on camera and i watched that for a while and that was pretty intense and then out to the side, you have, like, related videos. And it was, like, morgue shots of celebrities. And then I... What? Yeah, you know, it was a video of, like, all these uh, funeral and morgue photos of dead celebrities. I people... That's really weird. Well, I was one of those people. I just went down the rabbit hole. No, I meant more of, like, the extreme hunting those down. Because I know there's some people back... I don't know how big it is today, but they like getting the signatures. Mm-hmm. Like getting autographs, like that used to be a big deal to some people. Like that's what they would do on vacations. But I got so, Jafar's signature at Disney World. I'm but, just saying. But like to hunt down the funeral obituary, like where's it gonna be? Sneak in the camera. And I ended up one of the videos I watched was these two guys that had a sequence of videos where they would go on the dark web and either check stuff out, and they're telling you, listen, do not try this at home unless you know how to like. Not air gap your computer, but, you know, protect it from stuff. And because they're getting death threats from someone on the dark web going, you know, hacking their computer saying you shouldn't have shown that video. But they would actually, you could actually buy a box on the dark web and you pay a certain amount of money, usually through Bitcoin, and they send you a box. And so these videos of these guys opening up the boxes that they've ordered to see what's in it and some. Okay. Yeah, it was. was, What was in the box? What's in the box? It was funny because these videos had like the music underneath it to make it sound a lot scarier than it was as they're opening up a box. And you you could tell pretty quickly that it's this dark web sellers. 
they're pretty much bored guys with nothing to do. So, like, one of the things they got was an old-style... Um, rotary phone? No, not a rotary phone. The thing that... You know... Uh, cashier? Well, not a cashier thing, but, like, an adding machine. Okay. With a little tape, you know, the, the ribbon of, of paper tape. And so they plugged it in, and, like, I wonder if it works. And then they kind of pulled the tape out a little bit, and there's stuff writing on it, like, you know, this Here's guy got what he deserved in, in this. And I just realized it's just kids... Grabbing old stuff from garage sales or their parents' attic, adding something to it. Like there's a videotape that we're afraid to watch this videotape. It's like you're not going to die in six days I mean, if you watch it. Got you watching. Well, I did, but then it, it amused me. Was that, was that, that was the what last was that? Uh, the journalist Rivaldo, Ronaldo, Geraldo Rivera. Where he did like the safe. He did Al Capone's safe. And nothing was in it. Well, there there was. A, what was in it? Uh, there's uh, some money. But it had been destroyed, and a couple of documents, you can tell what it was. It looked like, um, remember in the Titanic when they bring the safe up in the bottom of the ocean and they open it up and it's all filled with yucky stuff? That was pretty much it. Well, that's It almost killed his career because they had this huge, it was a live event. Oh, I remember, I remember, like, I remember how big, of, that was like in the 90s. And though. so it was them trying was to say, 90s? well, this is a coin from 1928. Hmm, this is a silver dollar. Wow. You know, they're trying to, they were told by the producer, whatever comes out of the safe, you got to make it sound like it's just awesome. I'm like, ooh, look. This has this corners. Is, this is a receipt to a speakeasy during the Prohibition era. Wow. And it was funny. Well, the great is like they find the, the cookbooks and it's like, oh, look, he's a criminal. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, there's a Weird Al movie called UHF where he spoofed it where Gerardo Rivera is like opening up Al Capone's glove box. Look, road maps. <laughs> so, but, yeah. but you fell for it, which you know gave him. But a that's view. when I stopped. You know, the other things were fascinating, but this after a while, it's like okay. That's where conspiracy theories are so popular. Right there, yeah, because you're just so entertaining. Oh, I, I watched like the top five scariest. People really thought photos. the Blair Witch Project was real. Yes, I remember that. Like, someone's like, I remember we're in high school when that movie came out, and someone's like, "Yeah, it's it's real, man." I'm like, "Oh, all these movie theaters purchased the same footage and wanted to show it at the same time and make sure everyone sees it." That was wonderful marketing. And the only other thing I saw the girl in Heather Donahue, uh, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg had this multi-part miniseries a few years ago yeah. called Taken, and it was like the history of UFO abductions. Okay, and she plays. A uh, in modern day because it goes for like fifty years. She plays a modern day you know, like man in black, evil agent trying you know killing people who get too close to the truth. And so it's fun watching her because for the longest time, her and the other two actors, Josh and I can't remember the third guy's name, had to kind of pretend that they were dead. And then they finally had to come out going, no, it was just acting. See, here I am. And, of course, you have the conspiracy theorists going, no, they're clones. They're doubles. Like real conspiracy theorists? Well, those mm. who get a, get really into it. Get really into it. Talk about taking psychedelics and then on the wrong side of the, the street. Right. Eating that. the shrooms and what. <clears throat> now, see, I, thought I, don't, I, I don't do drugs at all. You sure? I'm pretty calm. Well, right. unless caffeine. I mean, do you know what you're doing when you're sleeping? Do we all know? Oh, that no, that could be a so you never know. That could be a case. You might be drinking like a handle. But in an alternate universe, if Skippy did partake, I would I could see myself partaking of a drug and then watching a movie like Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson. Conspiracy Theory, that'd be one. That'd be great. Or or the Blair Witch Project, and 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 I always watch wondered, it with altered perception. You know that scene where he burns his apartment. 
Yes. And he had like the, the fail safe trigger. I always wondered like who he paid to install that. Cause that would just be one of the funniest conversations where it's like, Oh, it's going to be a 12 hour job, man. I'm like, okay. So like that 12 hours eating cereal is like, how's it going? All oh, this room's set to blaze, man. This room's set. Now I gotta go do your bathroom. Oh, you don't need to do the bathroom. I don't hide anything in there. Or do you think he set that up? I think he set it up. I don't okay. think he'd trust anyone else to set it 1-800, up. One eight hundred burn your house. We'll set it up. <laughs> Burnyourhouse.com. He had a lot of paper for the technology age at the time. That's one thing I loved. It's uh Well again, if it's on paper, you can't uh digitally change it. Well, what's interesting, I was watching a bank heist movie, and they said that. They're like, yeah, I printed everything out. That way we can burn it later. Nothing's on a hard drive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, you printed it out. So, it's, I mean, you're still doing something digital. Oh, I see what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't really understand that. Well, I forgot yeah. what movie that was. It was like one of those C-rate bank heist sheets. movies. See, I miss the old days of typewriters. So, I mean, if you're trying to get away with stuff. I don't know. You know what movie I did see uh, for the ticket stuff? I'm reviewing uh, the Mission Impossible Fallout. I just watched that the other night. It, it was on, it's Amazon, on Amazon Prime. Prime yeah, so I checked it out. Mrs. Skippy and I were flipping channels. And I will suggest those who want to check it out, watch the other ones because there's a lot of throwback from A Rogue Nation, the one before it, and the one before that, which I don't really remember the name. Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Because I was like, I don't really understand what's happening. I Exact same thing. We actually had to pause the movie and go to like Wikipedia so I could figure out who the heck this yeah. person was. And it, it doesn't help. the first three movies. It doesn't help when the two, the two love interests look very similar. Yes. So I was like, is this one of those Renee Zellweger things where she had a lot of plaque surgery and that's supposed to be her? Or is this one of those things I think that... we had the exact same response. So the first three, I, I loved the original movie. Well, I wasn't a fan of the first one so much because I thought it suspended disbelief too much, but then I realized it was based on the original TV series. Uh, because, you know, he's having a break into Langley and going to this room where there's heat sensors and lasers and sound sensors and everything else. It's like, but no cameras. All you need is a... Twenty dollar wasn't in the budget, man. Wasn't in the in budget in that room, and you, you know, when you when you when you have and when that made, kind of tech where it's heat sensor, you're like, we don't need. Cameras. And they made Jim Phelps the bad guy. Uh, that that was, I think, a bad move. So I was on the first one, right? Fan, you yeah, the first it. one. You just ruined that great movie for people. But, but that was Brian De Palma, and it's very much a Brian De Palma movie. There's lots of Dutch angles and and long scenes, you know, no quick cuts. And then the second one was John Woo, and it was very much a John Woo movie. You know, action-packed. Slow-mo, walking walking through birds. in each hand. Yeah, the the doves. Uh, Very much John Woo. And then the third one was J.J. Abrams with handheld moves. That was Ghost Protocol? No, that was Mission Impossible 3. Okay. With Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. And it was lots of lens flares and handheld moves. So each director had their style on the movie. This one was all right, but again, like if you didn't know... I watched Ghost Protocol... And got a little lost. I don't remember much about it. I just know that they tried to say that the, his wife uh, had to go into hiding because they were going to kill her. And then she shows up at the end in a cameo to show she's still alive. That he had You're to ruining these out. movies for these people, man. Well, you know, there's a six-month thing. Then the then after that was uh, the, the Ghost Protocol, which I didn't watch at all. So we watched Fallout, and I just assumed... Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation was lost. Sorry, one. sorry. Uh, ro- uh, rogue Na- yeah, I saw Ghost Protocol, did not see Rogue Nation. Yeah. Then Fallout, which I watched, assuming that, like the other original, first ones, it was kind of standalone. And they had characters no, and situations no. that I had no, no idea, idea what on. was going on. I mean, it looked cool. I just, there were some fun scenes, and that's for well, sure. it's fun seeing Simon Pegg try to be a, a, an agent. You know, when yeah, you show Carrie Russell. authority. Yeah, when, you, when one of the movies showed Carrie Russell is, 
out of all the recruits, I only choose one, and they got to be the best of the best of the best. And it's like Simon Pegg. I love Simon Pegg. Well, no, he no. If you watch the, I remember him being like gradually inputted. But he was the a nerd. He, he was a nerd, and here's he was the Emilio thing. Estevez's character in the first one. Right. Well, here's. here's Do they really the have thing. claws on the top of elevators? No, they don't. Because that really didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it was, the whole thing was a setup with the hopes. Yeah. Well, hold on. So were the claws put there? Yes. That makes sense then, because I was like, man, elevators are really dangerous. <laughs> That's some hardcore Vienna, <laughs> Vienna, Austria elevators. Do not. They have these magic claws that come down right on top of you. Remember, it's the willing suspension of disbelief. But so many movies <laughs> I didn't get even a- connect that they put them there. I thought it was just like that's how they made elevators. <laughs> that's how it stops. We put claws in. And- <laughs> I mean, come but on, forgive me. So many me. movies get it wrong. Where okay, you have, and for instance, the CIA, you have analysts and you have officers or operatives. And, agent- oh, and then you have uh, field agents. Well, yeah, that's what that is. Now remember, what's it, what? Officers? It's a field operative okay. or an officer. Field officer, um, FO. Um, an agent is someone that an officer uses to help further uh, a, a mission. Like if you turn okay. someone or, yeah, inside information or base would be a confidential informant. That's what an agent is. Rarely do analysts and officers do the same thing. A- officers but get when the you inf- go rogue as a team, everyone's doing everything, man. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's funny how, um, and in fact, the Jack Ryan TV miniseries yeah. on uh, Amazon Prime actually kind of did it right where he's an analyst, but because he he's so specialized in a particular event, they have to put him out in the field where he's not ready for it. Yeah. But rarely, you know, when you're an analyst, you, you wear a T-shirt and jeans and you go in and drink, you know, eat Twinkies and drink coffee and take the information that you get from human, uh, hum, human intelligence or salad intelligence or electrical intelligence, electronic intelligence, and then you take that information that operatives and those intelligence come in to f- try and figure out, okay, this is the raw data. This is what could be going on with it. And the movies always have the analyst like Simon Pegg in the first couple of movies. He's an analyst. The last thing he needs to do is be out in the field. But now he's... Well, even you make a joke, though. They said you wanted to be out in the field. But it's impractical for him to have been able to do it. Yeah, this is something you got to like, train for like 10 Are years. Are you talking for. about impractical wearing masks? I was waiting for yeah, a, I, know. <laughs> I was waiting for a double mask. I was like, man, they're really going deep in this stuff. Or like, you know, they pull off the mask and it's like, wait, oh. you're really Simon Pegg? No, you're Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, I'm really this. Yeah, they would do that. It's a good movie, but I, I agree with you. I need to watch the previous one, which is not available on streaming services. Yeah, well, that's fine for free. That's fine. This is not free. I, I won't pay. It's not free. The, you're, you're the last thing it. I paid for was the it's Avengers you're, you're, Endgame. You're paying for it. I paid three ninety nine to watch. I it thought you were really game. big on that word "free." I am. It's my favorite color. Okay, nice. but every like I said, the only the only once I pay for a subscription service, I won't pay extra to watch something special except for Avengers Endgame because I, I wanted to see it and I figured it was worth three ninety nine. All right. Well, okay. That's yeah. Fine. I mean, did you did you hear about Spider Man not being in the? Yes, the, the we're odd divorce going on. It'll be interesting. I think it's all show they'll they'll come to an arrangement soon enough because here's the thing for sony 50 percent of something is way better than the zero you're going to get otherwise that's what i was trying i think we had a conversation about mm-hmm. that it's like they're going to make money so it's just if you're talking about it's who's an ego getting thing. more they, they think that oh so the avengers became the number one movie of all time we can make the new spider-man movie number two but sony screwed the pooch with spider-man yeah I you mean, know they kept on rebooting 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 and 
Well, there's an interesting thing I was reading about how Disney's taking over the market. And one guy, one guy was commenting and goes, well, this is a perfect time for studios to take advantage of what Disney will not do. And like movies like dramas and like radar dramas or, or hardcore, uh, what do you call them? Like violent movies mm-hmm. and things like that. It's like now it's a perfect time because they're ne- Disney's never going to make those kind of movies. So you can make the horror genre boost up. Like one guy goes, imagine a horror movie making a billion dollars. What movie is that? Paranormal activity. So that's what I'm saying. Like they're like that. That's when those are the movies those other industry people should be looking at because. Now speaking of Disney, I hate to cut you off, but okay. I watched the trailer for the quote live action. Lady and the Tramp that's coming out. Oh, I haven't seen that. No. Pull that up. No, no, no. That's going on Disney Plus, though, so it's not Nine yet. No. Are they real dogs? Do they change the dogs? Are they neutered? No, they're they're dogs. Is that the twist at the end? Like, like, oh, I'm neutered. The the only, okay, like dogs. Remember the movie Dogs and Cats from about 20 years ago? The comedy about the... the, the, John Cusack movie? No, no, that's the truth about cats and dogs. Dogs and cats had voices like Tobey Maguire and stuff. I don't know. And it was about the secret battle between dogs and cats. Okay. Um, where Sean Hayes played Mr. I'm Tinkles, like, you know the I'm evil cat. That was fun because, uh, you know, their, their mouths obviously were, you know, digitalized to move. Lady in the Tramp. No, again, I say if you're going to make a live-action movie, don't, don't make it animal-based. Don't do Lion King. Don't do Lady in the Tramp. I don't want to see real dogs having a romance. I don't live in Scotland. Well, what's weird to me is what I, I this is going to sound odd. Like I know growing up, you saw dogs behavior, especially when they're in heat. Mm-hmm. So, and that was at a young age. That's what so I'm saying. You're going to have these much kids. This movie... Like I saw my dog hump this dog. What what movie? Is... Yeah, it's. They're using real animals, I guess, but, you know, digitizing their mouse. It's like, no, this was... Air Bud, dude. They did that. But that's what I'm saying. That's an original. Stop Disney. Please stop What's wrong with the doing live action, and I say that in finger quotes because there's so much computer work done, on animal-based movies. Do Little Mermaid all you want. Do 101 Dalmatians. You got humans in that. In fact, I think they are doing 101 Dalmatians live. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, I could deal with, but not Aunt, not Lion King, not Lady and the Tramp, not the Great Mouse Detective, not the Rescuers. I don't want to see real rats and mice running around. Rat too would be perfect. No, they'll help them rethink the remake of a cartoon. Well, that'll be the interesting thing. When when is there going to be a computer gr- generated movie like Ratatouille or? Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or How to Train Your Dragon or Monsters, Inc., where it's, you know, computer and m- try to make a live-action version of that. That will be... that. That's the next step. Oh. But okay. So, yeah, that's my rant for the day. Stop Disney. Stop making live-action no, movies. Keep doing it. Just piss them off. I think it's fine. I think you do whatever you do want to do. You, you eventually trip over yourself, and then uh, it'll oh, be, it'll be very enjoyable to watch that. That's a given. So, no, I just can't okay. throw my support behind it. Well, we got a show on Friday. Yes, we do. And I want to let people know uh, we're, we plan on being here. And if you're interested in being a guest, let us know, dickenskippy at gmail.com. We're going to close down today's show. Thank you for tuning in, guys. And we look forward to seeing you on Friday. Uh, same time, same place. 
Uh, special thanks to our special guest today, John, over there from the Tunnel to Towers. But don't forget, they're having on October 21st, they're, they'll come into happening at the Bentwater Yacht and Country Club, the fundraiser. So don't forget that. And we'll learn more about that probably leading up to October 21st. You've been listening to Dick and Skippy. We'll be back Friday. Indeed. Indeed.